Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With Tesco, where you won't pay more for the products that matter most to you. Tesco, every little helps. Is there such a thing as the perfect parent? And if not, why do we put so much pressure on ourselves to try to be that? Uh, a leading psychologist says parenting is far from black or white. It is a million shades of grey. And Dr. Maley Coyne uh, joins me now to chat about it. Good morning to good you. Good morning, Joe. How are you? Good, good, good. So um, why is there this um, unfair expectation and pressure often that parents put on themselves to be perfect? I think it's, it stems back from a long time ago when Winnicott would have talked about the good enough parent back in the 50s. He was um, a psychoanalyst and a pediatrician. And basically, like he, he was saying, that he was talking about parents being that it's okay for parents to be good enough, that that's sufficient for children, that they don't need to be perfect. So even back in, the, in those days, there was, I suppose you have, you have a child as a parent and you want to do things, you want to do the best for them to give them the best future possible. So you're going to put, uh, you know, expectations on yourself for that to happen. I do think, though, in this, the current age we live in where everything is really fast and busy and we try to do the best in work and we try to do the best with every single aspect of our lives and we're, const- we're looking on social media at what other people are doing and that, that really, you know, we're, we're trying to kind of those expectations are also coming in more into our parenting, I believe. Yeah, but I, I mean, I'm almost laughing even my own situation at home with our, our little fella and he, he you know, he, yesterday he was using the word ridiculous and I was going, where, where, where'd you get that from? And the reason it was from me because I use it all the time. What so, age is he? Yeah, uh, he's uh, going on three. Um, oh, lovely. So, but <laughs> it, the point being that the good will be absorbed and the not so good about yeah. parents will be absorbed as well and maybe that's the fear. Maybe that is the fear, but is that so bad? I mean, I suppose my article in The Independent um, the other day was about kind of saying that, you know, kids don't need perfection. They don't, they, what they need is for you to teach them how to be a human being. And are humans perfect? No, they're not. Do we, do we all encounter disappointment in our lives later on in life where we don't get a job or we don't get some, we don't, you know, somebody doesn't love us back or a friend lets us down or whatever. Those are normal parts of life. And I, I do think that there is a little bit of a tendency these days towards trying to protect kids from any type of negative emotion that they could, almost preempting it, you know, kind of saying, oh, I don't want them to have like an hour of free time doing nothing because they're going to get bored. Whereas boredom is actually the springboard for creativity. Yeah. Um, you know, or else I don't want them to get disappointed they don't get all their presents on the list so I'll get everything. You know, it's just, it's, I, I, I do think we're just, with this consumerist society, we're trying, we're trying our hardest, and parenting is, is one of those things. And what I'm trying to say in the article is we should go back to that idea of good enough parenting because kids learn from, resilience is about learning to face a manageable threat with having a loved one by your side. And if you don't have any um, exposure to manageable threats, throughout your life until you're 18 and you suddenly deal with it for the first time when you're in college and your parents aren't there with you, you're going to have a lot of problems dealing with that. Yeah, but the thing is, Maylie, we can all kind of understand perfect because we know we won't get there, if you see what I mean. But when you talk about good enough parenting, that's much murkier in most people's minds. Yeah, I suppose it is. I suppose what I'm trying to say with it is 
that, um, you know, if we're, if we're talking about secure attachment, which is like a, a good kind of relationship bond between the parent and the child, a third of that is where you tune into your child and you know you know what they need and, and you respond to them with what they need, you know, be it a baby crying or an older child being upset about something or needing food or needing a cuddle or whatever it is they need. Um, a third of that is rupture. It's when things don't quite go to plan. It's when, you know, mom or dad are too tired when the baby, you know, they haven't slept the night before or else they don't understand what the baby wants or else, you know, they join in their child's chaos when the child is having a tantrum, the parent starts having a tantrum and, <laughs> you know, you're joining in their chaos or else even a, 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 a rupture could be even the parent, you know, leaving for the day and leaving the kid in crash. Not that that's a bad thing necessarily, but it is. it can be seen as a rupture in that, you know, you don't have that, you know, you're not together. But then the last third is the repair, where you come back together, where you repair a, a difficulty that you've had. And that is kind of, that is what builds for kind of good enough, secure attachment. But how do kids always seem to know the right time to push your buttons? That, you know, it's just at the point that maybe you're vulnerable and you're yeah. not um, with it enough to react in a calm manner to what might be a tantrum by them. And it's really hard. And I, But I think they really sense when you're not in a, in a good place. So, you know, like I know, like I talk about self-care a lot in this article and I'm running this free kind of challenge on social media at the moment called hashtag 31 days of parental self-care and basically i'm posting every day something that i do for my self-care observations i have about it and people are joining in but if at the end of the day like if you're not getting any time for yourself or any kind of you know time to like nurture yourself as a parent then you are going to react in a much worse way to your child's tantrum than if you had gotten a little bit of time to do something that you really enjoy doing. And I know that not, not everybody has that opportunity to do that, but most of us have the opportunity in the moment to just kind of step away from it if our child is starting to press our buttons or if we feel kind of triggered and kind of say, look, I'm going to tap out here for a second because I'm not going to be calm. But even if you aren't calm and if you do shout and if you do feel you wish you had managed the situation better, you can repair. You can go back to your child and say, look, mommy or daddy was feeling very tired. I was, ha- I was not only I was angry or hungry or whatever. And you know, I, I'm not happy with whatever you did there, but I shouldn't have shouted the way that I did. And can we try again? Do right. you know, so there is, right. yeah. without yeah. trying to re-blame them for what yeah. happened, yeah. but just kind of, it's okay. I think some generations would think, how could you apologize to your child? But actually you can do it and still be uh, an assertive parent. Okay, very good. Listen, thanks for the advice this morning, a psychologist Dr. Maley coined there about being good enough as a parent. Call Limerick today now on 461995.